Hi, everybody. It's Andy Phillips here, and welcome to Atheism's UK or Atheism UK's podcast. Welcome, everybody. I've got uh, uh, our usual sort of crew that's sort of beginning to build up here. Uh, we've got Rich, Esther, uh, Embers, and John. Hi, everybody. Hello. Hi there. Now, we're going to be talking about uh, today. We, the, the subject that we're going to talk about is uh, interference of religion uh, in sort of every aspect of our social lives. Uh, John, do you want to kick this up, this one off? Yeah, sure. What made me think of it was um, I, I have a lot of fun on Facebook arguing with the, with theists. I poke them. It's like a hornet's nest, you know, and, and see how they react. And one of them put up this uh, meme that's a quote from Martin Luther King Jr. And it says, evil may so shape events that Caesar will occupy a palace and Christ a cross. But that same Christ will rise up and split history into A.D. and B.C. <laughs> and that, because it's the end of the year and, we're, you know, we're about to turn over to the new calendar, it made me think it might be appropriate for now. So uh, I pointed out in this, th in this thread that we no longer use A.D. and B.C. We use B.C.E. and C.E. And you should have seen the furore that resulted from, from that. Anyway, it made me think that there's lots of ways in which Christianity has inveigled itself into the English culture, isn't there? And some years ago, I even made a vocabulary of um, what I called English to Christish dictionary, because there's lots of words which have a different meaning to a Christian than to the rest of us. Um, there's bastard, for example, which to the rest of us might mean a mean person, but to a Christian, it means a fatherless child. Mm -hmm. Then there's blasphemy, which it would mean a punishable insult to God or Jesus and doesn't really have any meaning to atheists. The ultimate victimless crime, in fact. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And there's even dead, you know, which to an atheist means dead <laughs> and to a christian it means in some afterlife <laughs> anyway i'll throw it open embers, yeah, okay. I mean, sorry go on. Go on, embers. okay i was just going to give you some quotes to illustrate what john john's been saying there uh, I've, I've taken the liberty to borrow some quotes from various broadsheets over the the Christmas period. Um, so just excuse me if I take a, a couple of minutes to explain those. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read them out to you. So I'll be reading from my screen, so excuse me if I can't see you for a second. Right, okay. The first one that came to my mind was on, on Christmas Eve when Prime Minister Boris Johnson gave his Christmas address to the nation. Uh, he was talking about COVID and how uh, where you know, hopefully coming through that sometime next year, giving thanks to all the uh, emergency services, etc. But within that, he said in his video statement from Downing Street, and I hope I can be forgiven for taking pride in the immense spirit of neighbourliness that the people of this country have shown. Getting jabbed, not just for themselves, for ourselves, but for friends and family and everyone we meet. And that, after all, is the teaching of Jesus Christ, whose birth is at the heart 
of this enormous festival, that we should love our neighbours as we love ourselves. Getting jabbed not just for themselves, for ourselves, but for friends and family and everyone we meet. Okay, fair enough for atheists so far. And then he went on to say, that, after all, is the teaching of Jesus Christ, whose birth is at the heart of this enormous festival, that we should love our neighbours as we love ourselves. That's essentially all Boris Johnson had, had, had to say on the matter. Uh, bear in mind that Boris Johnson was christened uh, a Catholic, but we may touch on that later. Last year, in, in fact. That, that's, that, that's right. I can't remember the exact date. I, I, I've lost my invitation. But... Um, <laughs> Uh, and then the Archbishop of Canterbury, just Welby, uh, who, of course, you quite rightly uh, speak up for Christmas and, and, and Christians, he then went on to say, I would say, go and get boosted, get vaccinated. It's how we love our neighbour. Loving our neighbour is what Jesus told us to do. It's Christmas, do what he said. Okay, we'll come on to that. One more one more little extract I've got, which is just to balance it out with uh, the Conservatives in Labour. This is from Keir Starmer, who also thanked everybody for all their, their, their hard work in, in fighting the, the pandemic. Uh, he finally said, for too many, there would be one less chair at the table for the Christmas meal. But in the darkest of times, Christian values of kindness, of compassion and hope have shone through. Uh, end of quotes now. So, for me, that's, that's fine uh, if you're Christian, but what we're talking about is how religion has uh, spread its roots through society. And we've probably said in other podcasts that for the majority of people, certainly in the UK, they don't think about Christmas in a religious sense or, or, or Jesus. The nearest they get to Jesus at Christmas is maybe a Christmas card they get from Auntie Doris with Jesus and Mary on the front of it. Um, that, that's, that's about as near as I get when people, people send me, me things. But the issue is a lot of people are not Christians, even though we call this Christmas. So they're not interested in those sorts of messages. And personally, as an atheist, I, I take it not really as, as an insult, and atheists don't really get insulted. They, they don't get offended by, by anything because there's, there's nothing to, to offend. That, um, the talk about Christian values and forgiveness and compassion, well, yeah, all very nice qualities, but excuse me, uh, are you suggesting atheists or people who've got no interest in religion or just apathetic to religion in general don't have kindness and compassion? This is absolute nonsense. So this is the issue I have with um, religion so just seeping naturally as if nothing is, is out of the ordinary in society. I think um, as you were reading those quotes out, because um, also... Uh, Keir Starmer himself, for example, is has actually said he's not a believer, yet he still feels the need to make those comments within um, one of his speeches and one of his addresses. Um, 
it started bringing into my mind um, the work of a friend of the uh, society, uh, Dr. Daryl Ray, and his concept of the God virus. Mm. And I and, and and as you were talking there, it, it that came to me is this is classic examples of the God virus um, mm. infecting um, public discourse, infecting um, the way that certainly people have to pander um, to religion. And, you know, going back oof, 10 years ago or so, I think it was just over 10 years, um, when uh, after uh, the 20, was it the 2010 election? Yep. We, we wrote to every single member of parliament as Atheism UK, as, as an organization, um, asking them what their uh, religious views were on the grounds that, you know, religious beliefs do affect an individual's decision-making processes. It does, it does affect people's actions. And we actually did have a number of um, atheist, openly atheist MPs write back to us, but almost all of them, without exception, also put on there, I'm not a believer, I don't believe in God, but I have to, but I respect those that do. And it's that invasion, um, that, 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 that viral infection, that God virus, getting into um, discourse, that means that all of our public figures, all of our public figures have to display at least and adopt some form of, um, form of words that is affected or influenced by religion. And that, that to me, I find actually quite disturbing. And to come back on the Justin Welby um, comment, firstly, I don't recall anywhere in the Bible uh, Jesus saying, take your shots. And actually, there are a lot of very, very religious people out there who are actually refusing to take their vaccinations on the grounds of religion. And in fact, the take-up of um, corona vaccines are higher amongst the non-believing population than the believing population. So it's really interesting that, again, well, I mean, you would expect it from Justin Welby, as I say, he is the Archbishop of Canterbury, the clue is in his job title there, um, that he would inveigle um, God talk into it. But when you have senior politicians on all sides of the political art spectrum, because um, again, we're not partisan here, um, it, uh, it does speak to how religion still infects the mindset of a lot of people. What I'd really be interested to know is from Esther, um, as you are, as I say, a recent deacon convert and you've come out of religion, when you were in, how did the religion itself, how did the religion itself see itself when it comes to things like public life, public discourse, and the role of religion in everyone's daily lives? Are you, are you sure that um, um, there's no way in the Bible that says you have to take your vaccine? Not that I'm aware of. Because you know that there, there are missing books of the Bible. There's some, mm. some, some Bibles have 66 books. Mm. Some have 87. Some have mm. 
So he might be in one of those. Uh, yeah, one of right. those you, you mean we might have maybe. missed it? <laughs> yeah, we are. I mean, I mean, bearing bearing in mind, you know, um, I'm I'm sure I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that a couple of versions of that Bible were written after Edward Jenner created vaccines. Um, right. When did he do that? Was it like the eighteen? Was that the eighteen, seventeen, or eighteen hundreds? I can't remember. Um, I think. I think I think Job is a mistranslation. It should be Jab. Jab. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, that is actually the oldest book of the Bible that we know of. Um, so you know, you, you're, you're right, Esther. It might go back a long way. <laughs> can, can I just say, yeah. say one thing here? That when I watched uh, that Boris Johnson um, appeal for people to take their jab and sort of invoking the Christian spirit to do it. The, the thing that I, I I didn't see it, I, unlike you, Embers, I didn't really see it as like a like it, this um, infestation of religion coming into it. I didn't see it as that at the beginning. I, when, when I first watched it, I, I I was thinking to myself, I've got I, I I don't think personally that Boris Johnson believes for one second in God. I really don't. I you know he's just one of those guys. I I can't see him believing in God. He'd believe in himself quicker than believing in God, but. When he was doing that, I think the reason why he did it is because he realizes that there's a lot of people who are religious out there mm -hmm. who don't or won't take the jab. They won't take their vaccine, um, no matter what the science is and no what the the evidence uh, to back that science is. And I think it was a it was a an attempt to trick them into doing it because of their religion. You know, so do do what Christ would have done. He would have done it for his neighbours. This is what you're doing it for, and I think that is in some ways even sadder that you've well, got to try and you know leverage their religious mindset. That that's is, a very charitable interpretation of. I, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it's charitable, John. I think what it is is trying to get people who won't believe i mean we know that religious people there's a lot of religious people who are anti-science very anti-science true and there's a lot of religious leaders out there who have overtly said don't take the vaccine it's against our religion true yeah i was going to answer Rich's question when you're done andy yeah i was just saying i think it's just some I just want to come back on, on Andy's point there for a second. I think that's true for Justin Welby. I'm not necessarily sure it's true for Boris Johnson. I think mm. Boris Johnson, ju it just came out of his mouth because that, well, well obviously it was scripted, but um, it well, was scripted simply because that is just what you say. Sceptical me. The politician. I'm thinking, mm. I'm thinking he's not doing it to save the planet from the virus. He's doing it for the votes. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's a politician. Yeah, he's in it for the votes, but the, but just the thing that struck me straight away was you've, you've almost got to try and f trick religious people into saying that this is religious, mm. you know, so take the vaccine because it's religious. Oh, it's religious. Well, I'll take the vaccine then. I, I, then I it, think, yeah, I think if that were the case for Johnson, he would have made much more of a meal of it mm -hmm, than he mm -hmm. actually did. Uh, yeah, maybe, it, but I think it's, it's. I think it was carefully scripted in into that speech to try and cajole people who are religious, who are, are anti-science. Mm. We know a lot of people in you know when it, just look at our our Facebook page, just look at our Twitter. Mm. You know, the, the amount of people who are 
you know, flat earthers, um, climate change deniers, anti-vaxxers that are religious, and they do it because of their religion. And I think it was, it, was, it was carefully written in that script to sort of subtly poke them in. Well, I was going to say poke them in the eye, but maybe poke them in the arm might be a better. I'm not, sure he follows, I'm not sure he follows the script. You remember the Peppa Pig speech? Oh, no, I think that, that was hysterical. But no, I think this this was just it was just trying to conjole them into sort of going, do what Christ does, you know, mm, look mm. after your neighbor. So get the bloody jab. Bear in mind, most political leaders don't write their own speeches. So they've, they've got a team yeah. of speech writers who do them, do them for mm. them. The, the, the things you see where a poor astonishing, I think, you know, in a lot of respects, he is quite good at doing things on the hoof, ad hoc. Um, and this is where we get, you know, humorous things like Peppa Pig coming from. He, he can't just come up with bizarre concepts like that. But you know, important speeches, uh, just like the Queen's Christmas Day message, um, hmm. the Queen, I'm guessing, doesn't doesn't write that herself. He it's carefully scripted to be very... Um, you know, precise and, and, and correct by by her support team. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I, wa I, I watched I watched the speech this Christmas because uh, I was staying with family and they insisted on watching it, uh, and I watched it. And again, we know that the Queen is actually a very religious person. Bearing in mind, she also holds the position of um, of uh, well, um, head of head of the Church of England. Um, and she did mention um, Jesus and the birth of Jesus, and she mentioned her faith. But it was a very, very, again, a very, very small part of her speech. It was a very small part of her speech. And I've seen her do Christmas addresses where it's been a lot more than what she said this year. But I think she had other things to say this year. But again, you know, this idea of the fact that she is the head of state and she is the head of the church. You know, we have history there. We have history of um, the English church. And I do mean the English rather than the British, because there isn't a British church. Uh, the English church having an influence on laws, having its influence on um, society as a whole. And I know Esther was about to answer my question uh, from earlier. And I'm, I'm, so I'm just going to remind everyone of what I asked her. From when, when Esther, you were actually in the church, how did um, the church see itself when it came to wider society? So, um, <clears throat> as far as the, the church is concerned, God rules everything. God, God is in everything. God, he decides everything you do. So, it, it's all... Um, part and parcel there's no there's no separation of uh yourself and the church it's all one and the same thing um and in in most cases leaders of religious organizations want you to take your decisions from them there is the world out there and then there is us the um the the followers of Christ. So anything outside of that is the world. And, 
you know, you shouldn't, you shouldn't, you shouldn't listen to the world. You shouldn't. The Bible encourage. Bible says so. Not to sit in the seat of, uh, uh, sit in the seat of sinners. Not to sit in the seat of the scornful. So you're supposed to separate yourself from the world. You're supposed yeah. to. That there has to be a divide. There's yes. no. Uh, you're not supposed to come together with the world and have any sort of fellowship or any, um, you know, there mustn't be that coming together of the world and the church. No, no. And you've got and, to be in um, a Christian tribe to be righteous and to be yes. deserving of an afterlife. Yes. And also, well, what, um, it's, it's, sorry, interesting. It's, it's interesting, you would say, like with the vaccine, um, for a lot of uh, religious people actually believe that the the virus was brought on by God. God is the one who has brought this on because he's trying to teach humanity a lesson. He's trying to get humanity to come back to, it's, it's like God has brought this on to, to, to bring us back to him, to make us realize that we are nothing without God. Right. So, so on the one smarted. hand, on the one hand, he's the one who's brought this on. On the other hand, the one, okay, the, the God has brought this on. We have found a solution to get away from God's uh, punishment, sort of, by bringing on the vaccines. But the the, 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 the the religious people, for some reason, still wouldn't take the vaccine. You know, it's like, where do you... Where do you uh, um, how, how do you how do you make this right? How do you make them understand? You know how I don't know. So for, in, for in, interesting to come back on one of the things you just said there, you said that within your church um, there was this separation of the church from the world. Yes. Did did the church itself have aspirations to influence the world, or was oh, it just a case of turning your back on it? The whole idea is to influence the world. The Bible says you should go in, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Ah, uh, the and, Great Commission. Yeah, exactly. And and yeah. when you preach, you, you convert people. The the um um so the at the end, when everything is all said and done, when you know this life is over what you um the benefits of being a christian you get that when when it's all over how many how many souls did you win how many people did you convert equates to how many uh mansions you get in heaven equates to how many crowns you get in heaven or uh uh you know so if you win one soul to christ you get one mansion you win five souls you win you get five mansions i don't know how you're supposed to live in these mansions it sounds like one heaven's time. one big I, housing estate <laughs> it's a posh, even jesus, a posh housing even, estate. even jesus even jesus said it in 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 the bible he says that uh, um i go to prepare a place in, in my father's house are many mansions and i go to prepare a place for you right and i would return to come and take you to my father's house where there are many mansions so what uh, again, well, uh, chocolate myself here uh, excuse me uh, because, uh, 
what Esther has uh, just described as um, the idea of God being everywhere, being within everything, uh, all around uh, us, even if you're not a believer, I guess. Um, for any Star Trek fans, what Esther has just described is the Borg. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. You will so think, be think, assimilated. Think about that concept of in, infiltration and assimilation, that's exactly the concept of the Borg. Yeah. And, on, that, and, on that subject, one of, one of the things I stirred up in uh, the Facebook group that I love playing with, I, I posted a, a, a suggestion that the... the, the Jesus and Spider-Man were essentially the same because, you know, they both have a weird beginning, a weird origin. They both have amazing locomotory skills, you know, walking on water or swinging from threads, and they both do good works. And you should have seen <laughs> Well, Spider-Man does, but I, I'm not sure about God. But <laughs> Anyway, to try and get back to the idea of the, the theme here, not only has the Christianity inveigled itself into our calendar, our very calendar, but also it's taken over the seasonal festivals that we had in pagan times, and it commemorates the milestones of our lives. Birth, marriage, death. Mm, mm. And so it, it's just got its nasty little fingers in everywhere. Although mm -hmm. it seems to me that marriage is... Um, less Christian than it used to be, perhaps even less popular than it used to be. So maybe we are moving in the right direction. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, it's I certainly is for several marriage, isn't it? And 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 non-religious funerals. Um, yes, I, you know, I, yeah. when when I was um when I was in the Church of England, I'm sure I've said this here, I was getting ready to become a priest in the Church of England. Yeah. Um, I'd finished two years and I was just about to go and start the, um, um, the what you call it now, theology school in Birmingham. Yeah. Um, so part of my duties in church, I was a verger. Mm -hmm. So a verger would help out in, with funerals, would help out with uh, things like that. It was interesting to find out as part of my, my duties so many people um, only identified with the church during these milestones. Mm. So when it's um, the funerals, when it's um, marriage, when so many people, they're members of the church, but I've never seen them, Netflix, you know, only when they come to do a marriage or a funeral. And then the other thing, um, before I came to the UK, we had this notion that uh, the UK is a Christian nation. Mm. So um, it, the UK is a good country for Christians to relocate to. You can practice your religion uh, uh, without any um, being, being persecuted. You can, you know, you've got free reign because it is uh, mainly a Christian society. So it was interesting to come here and to... Um, it is not as Christian as I was made to, but, but, but. You want your money back. You were sold. Christianity still has its roots in a lot of, uh, um, you know, what's, 
it's still a major a, a major player in decisions that are made and you know in well yeah. we, we, we've mentioned we, we've yeah. mentioned the bishops in the house of lords before yeah. and as well as oh, all yes. but one thing i will say is um if you are a christian and you want to practice freely this is a great country to come in because you're not going to be um you're not going to be discriminated against because of it and it, and it's that is actually partly because we are actually secular and we allow for freedom of religion as a as a mm -hmm. fundamental right but that does mean that to have a freedom of religion you have to also have to be have the freedom to be free from religion as well mm. um you've got to have that right as well um but the the, the centuries long influence that religion has had on this country is i yeah. think one of the reasons why we still have this in in, in vagal, how religion inveigles itself into yeah. society and people's views. I mean, there are some people out there that may hold views um, that many of us may not agree with, but it's the, the, those views have originated from religious teachings. I mean, a lot of a lot of, say, for example, anti-gay, anti-LGBT yeah. um, sentiment. Actually, when you look at it, there's no logical reason why you should be mm -hmm. um but it's only from religious teachings mm. that some of these are that these arguments actually spring from now there have been attempts to secularize those arguments but the secularizing of those arguments have always failed and it's only the religious view the religious reasons is the only reasons you have to to hold these views apart from oh it that might be a little bit icky and even that is something that can be overcome. Now, um, and I think because of this historic link, I think the historic link and this idea of go out and convert everybody, this idea of the Great Commission, I think has given Christianity, certainly, um, because, of course, there are some religions that don't convert people or find it you find it very, very difficult to convert people. And I'm thinking of Judaism. I'm thinking of... Um, there are other, and in fact, there are even some sects of Christianity out there that don't believe in yeah. converting people less, either. Less missionary, but, yeah. yeah. Um, but it has given religion that sense of entitlement mm. to be a part of everyone's life. Yeah. Whether well, you, you say, you say, Rich, that we're a secular country, and we are in, 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 practice. in practice, yeah, but mm -hmm. we're not in theory, yeah, we, we are. We have we are we have an established church. We have bishops yep. in the House of Lords. We have a monarch who is t linked to the Christian faith. We have yep. compulsory worship of a Christian nature in school. Okay, it's it's not followed very assiduously. Yeah. But if I, I know a number what, of heads that actually yeah. yeah. But don't this is it. what this is what AUK should be campaigning for. Mm -hmm. We want secularism in theory as well as in practice yeah as opposed to say the united states of america which has secularism in theory yes. but not in practice yeah yes. i'm so, quite hopeful. so can i can yeah, i just ahead. share i just want to share a little bit about my personal uh, journey mm. uh, from being um being religious and then now becoming secular and making that shift and why religion um as much as 
religious people promote and will tell you religion is good and you know all of this stuff the the dangers and the the the, the you know the the negatives of religion is when when i was uh, making my way out i i i have told i don't know if I, I must have told you guys as well i felt like i'd lost my identity i felt like i had lost who i was because um all of my uh, just my my myself and my personality, my who I was, was all based in God and religion, and you know that's that's how I was molded to to feel. And so coming away from that, I I started asking, so what? How am I supposed to live my life now? How am I? Yes. What are the things I'm supposed to be thinking? It, it, it was a real. Um, it was it, it was a real huge issue because yes. I I felt lost. I felt yeah. like I didn't know, like a baby learning to walk. You yes, know yes. what is good and what is bad and what is you yes. know just the mind. So, and that's why um, AUK right has been very helpful. Meeting people who haven't been religious at all, who and then it, it, it was interesting. I would tell you this for a fact that the people who were non-religious seemed to be kinder, seemed to be nicer, seemed to be more welcoming. And it, it was mind-boggling. It was mm. mind-boggling because you're made to see non-religious people as evil as all oh, these scary monsters it well, totally you, yeah it when, breaks when you, down when that you, when you it breaks sit, down that you, <laughs> sorry it, exactly when you sit and talk to them and yeah. you you know you think goodness this is that's right yeah. <sighs> <We're humans. laughs> yeah. but it breaks down that stereotype that you were taught about what mm. non-believers are actually like mm. um you know um non-believers there's nobody that does you know none of them do anything good and um you know none of them you know they're immoral they you know they do it because they want to sin i think that might be a good topic for another podcast um but you know and then you actually meet us and you find out actually we do care and and many of us have become atheist activists because yes. we care about the malign influences of religion now absolutely when religions do good things, and let, let, you know, let's be honest, a couple of them do every now and then, um, but they don't do it actually. That, you know, these are these are what I describe as human traits. These are the yeah. desire to try and help other people, and we've all got that. You know, well, most unless you're a psychopath, we've all got that, and yeah. you know, we don't need religion to do that. No. So if I'm donating to my local food bank or I'm giving out Kiva loans to people. Um, in, 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 in other countries who need help so that they can set themselves up um, to be self-sustaining. I'm doing this because I think it's the right thing to do. Yes. I'm doing this because I'm feeling, and I'm, you know, the people that I've given help to, I'm never going to meet them. I'm never going to no. know them. And you don't want them to worship you or your and God. I don't know. <laughs> and you're, you're, not do, you're not doing it to please God. There's no, no, no there's, no, there's no God, there's no God factor, none yeah. at all. But this brings yes, us back yes, to. Can I thank you for all the nice things you said about AUK and welcome <laughs> you to the fold? Absolutely, <laughs> thank you. 
memberships are available. Okay, can I just say, say one thing here? Just it, this a lot of this sort of stuff reminds me um, a couple of years ago when I was um, working with uh, Atheist Alliance International with John and stuff. Um, I was lucky enough to have a chat with Arup Chatterjee, who mm -hmm. wrote the book Thanks. about Mother Teresa. And it's um, very good. exposing Mother Teresa and her motivations. And this is what struck me the, the most. I mean, to cut a long story short, everything that he was talking about, you know, it was, it was pretty appalling what she did. Um, you know, reusing needles and, and making sure that, or knowing that people are in pain, but saying that that's God's way of, you know, knowing you're alive and that sort of stuff. And it's just really, really appalling. But the biggest thing that, she, that he said was that she was not doing this out of love or altruism or anything like that she was doing it to convert people how many people could she convert yes and she was doing it on the on their deathbeds converting people people to catholicism on their deathbeds these are people who were not uh, christian were not catholic um and because you had to do that to get sainted Exactly, and and this is this is a, a it sort of struck me that this is a the same sort of thing that happens with a lot of things that happen with like we were talking about the bishops in the House of Lords, as you say, Rich. You know, where they their interpretation of biblical text and the way they interpret God's thought process determines how they vote. And we was doing something on assisted dying. Now it doesn't matter which way you went on that vote whether you, you you wanted it to come into practice or not is irrelevant to this conversation but they were voting specifically on the biblical text and what god's will would be and that is exactly the sort of thing i'm talking about the, the, the stuff that when we talk about infiltration of christianity or any religious concepts into our public life if it's determined on what an old book says rather than what is in your heart and in your mind, then that is, I was going to do a really bad swear there. That is really, really unacceptable. And for a lot of people, what is in their mind is influenced by what's in that old book. That's, yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make. You know, it's like every, you know, a lot of these things that, you know, um, a lot of the political decisions and things like that, Everybody has a worldview, and, and if you've got a religious worldview and you and you believe in that, because most people who have some sort of, you know, fey religious worldview, they call themselves Christians or they call themselves uh, Muslims or Buddhists or things like that. They're not really. They don't really believe in all that stuff. It's just like cultural most of the time. But if you really believe in that, your worldview is going to be dictated by your religion. And if your if religion isn't isn't there for the well being of humanity, it's there to convert people from one to your faith, which is what a lot of the 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 arguments are. The reason why they put these arguments out, if it's not there, to really consider the well being. We talk about this assisted dying thing. It's not they weren't doing it on the well being of humanity or the well being no. of an, an individual. They were doing it from their yeah. worldview of religion, and that is disgusting. Absolutely, and, and to go, for, and to go further, and to go, and to go further to my point about, or rather, Darrell Ray's um, point. Even if you're non-religious, you can be influenced by the pervasive religious culture that is around you. Mm, um, you know, they that they they still that still has an effect. Yes, and yes. and it's an effect that they don't want. I mean. Whether they're conscious about this, I don't. Whether the religious people are conscious of this, I don't know. 
but I think it's an influence that they desperately do not want to lose. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think it's, uh, you know, one of the things that I talk about in um, some of the things that I've written over the years is the, is the internal self-defense mechanisms of these religious thoughts. Um, and they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to protect themselves, but still having that influence without being overt about it. Mm. You know, um, so, yeah. Emphasis. Brings us back to Chris, thank you, Christi, Christian values, um, uh, compassion, etc. We've touched on on before. You know, it, it is a a bit rich to um, not not include non Christians and non believers in in that who are perfectly decent people, and all this comes rude. from ev evolution and living together in society. Mm. For everyone. And how many times have we heard heard, heard this over, over the years? Uh, people who are not religious say, oh, well, come on, it's Christmas. Yeah, I know. Um, oh, it's a Christian country. No, it's not. No, country can't be Christian. People can be Christian. But for every good thing that is claimed in the Bible that Jesus was claimed to have said decades and decades before these texts were even even written if jesus says love thy neighbor i guarantee if you go through and read the bible which most people don't you'll find at least a hundred ones that contradict that at all and are quite nasty um and uh, just just generally offensive all the murder and rape and misogyny that, that goes yeah. on in the bible and, 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 and so those, every time those... somebody says Jesus says this, you know, you know, do what Jesus said, you know, love your neighbor, etc. No. Mm. Just just read the Bible. Don't just just come out with these, you know, yeah. reiterations well, that you've heard, heard before. Don't cherry pick. Mm. Well, that's I exactly mean, what happens, isn't it? Yeah. After all, love thy neighbor is the reason we had crusades and the Spanish Inquisition <laughs> and, and the European wars of religion. And technically speaking, they were the same religions, but different sects of the same religion <laughs> fighting <laughs> against each other. Um, it's why we it's why we have, you know, it's why we have schisms it's, uh, and, and uh, ostracizing people. I mean, I mean, if, if, if they practiced love thy neighbor, that would be great. But they don't. Embers, um, you you talked on Jesus. Uh, Jesus, for all his life, was not a very nice person. If only they would open the book. And read the book. So and there's a topic say, for another podcast. Mm. Yeah, you can you can say, oh, uh, you know, Jesus is love thy neighbor. The Bible says, if only they opened the book and had a look and properly read, they'd realize that there were there were moments when Jesus was in a nasty a nasty mm. piece of work, mm -hmm. and um, you know it's 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 sad and just. And also, this is another thing I'm thinking, um, re religion, Christianity, it's, it's a fairly newer religion compared to, you know, other worldviews. There were, there were other religions before Christianity. Absolutely. So are you telling me that these people didn't love their neighbors? Yeah. Are you telling me that these people didn't, uh, um, um, had no morals they, yeah. until Christianity came about? That's of right. course not. All the yeah, well, well, Esther, it doesn't matter whether Jesus was naughty or or nice. 
he's only as naughty and nice as the people who mm. decades after he's alleged to have lived have actually written about what he was like. So, I thought for a second know, you were going to make atheists. some... For, for a second, sorry, I thought you could, you could make some tortured link to being on a naughty list of Santa Claus there for a second. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was going to. But, uh, can, I, can I offer a glimmer of hope for the okay. UK? Because our next monarch, and, and let's face it, um, Queen Elizabeth II is 96. Uh, Charles, Prince Charles, has expressed a view that he wants to be the monarch of all faiths. Oh, the defender of all faiths, I think it was. That's it. Yeah. Yes, the defender, defender of, of all, all faiths. Faith. Well, defender so, of faith. What about well, no faith? Well, but, but, what about the, no faith? No, we're stuffed. Well, to, yeah. to my mind, getting, getting away from a single faith into faiths in general is a move in the right direction. Okay. And at the end of that road, there's a secular UK. Okay. Yeah, but sure? remember, everybody says, uh, reporters, doesn't matter who it is, politicians, whoever's saying this, they always say of all faiths and none. And it's none. always the none that comes last. Whereas mm. most people, as we know, in certainly in the UK, are just not interested in religion. They're not religious. You know, mm -hmm. some of them don't 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 care. And we're all born atheists, and we'd probably discuss another yeah. uh, other podcast before we get indoctrinated. I mean, if we um, if we could get to a society where nobody cared about it because nobody gave it a thought, um, that's that that's my utopia. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. we don't need to actively oppose it because it's not something that anyone ever gives a damn about Absolutely. or thinks yeah. about. Well, you start focusing on uh, what's actually important as well. You know. Yeah. 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 So for, for me, it should be a, a you know, no, no faith. It shouldn't even be using the word 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 faith. Oh, and some other people believe some other stuff. <laughs> Although what I will say is the fact that even even though we're included at the end, at least we are now included. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I mean, I I remember I remember I remember watching um, Barack Obama's first inauguration as president, and he actually gave the non-believers a shout out during his inaugural address and i and, and and partly the fact that i never thought i'd ever live to see a black president i never thought i'd live to see an american president give a positive mention to yeah. non-believers in an inaugural speech um now what he did during his term of office is another matter mm. uh, and he's not up for he's not really what we're here yeah. to discuss but that one moment as I say, it's nice to be appreciated. It's nice to be mentioned when we were never mentioned before, but we still have the fact that it has, the religion still has to be mentioned. And the yeah. fact that the president always has to end his, still still is, um, addresses with God bless America. It's, um, you know, it, yeah. it, it's pervasive. And, and that's a country that is, as you say, in theory, secular. Yeah. So let's make religion as inconsequential as astrology, guys, shall we? Do you really think it's actually that inconsequential for some people? <laughs> Seriously, there are people that do. I, I know them that actually live by what their what their uh, horoscope says. Yeah, that's that's oh, that's yeah. that's, a, 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 something for another oh. podcast. <laughs> 
let's let's end this one because we've got to our time. Let's end this one with a positive note that it's getting there. It's glacial, but we're getting there somehow. You know, it's it's, it's getting pointing more towards uh, a more secular society and things like that. And I think the more we talk about this, the better. Um, but uh, yeah, it's getting there, but slowly, slowly, slowly. Yeah, and um, the fact the fact that I'm sitting here, it is getting there. <laughs> we're glad you're here Esther um, so thanks everybody for, for joining us today um, if you like these sort of conversations and you want to take part in them even just give us a give us a shout we can you know put it in the comments and things like that don't forget to subscribe to the channel it really yep. helps us get the word out um, yeah subscribe subscribe, subscribe. Also, yeah. also as this is our first podcast that is uh, going out in 2022 um, I think on behalf of everybody, I would also like to say to all of our friends, to all of our subscribers, to all of our followers, have a happy new year, everyone. Happy new year. Happy, happy new, year. new year. Cheers, everyone. See you Bye. later. Bye. Bye now. Well, thanks for joining us today. And don't forget to click that like button. Also, make a comment. And, of course, subscribe to the channel. We'll see you next time.